Welcome back to the Gavel and the Gavel. It's me, Harry, uh, based in Windsor at Windsor Auctions, and I'm joined by my partner in crime. Yes, it's Simon. How are you, mate? Hello, Harry, mate. How are you? I've got a new office. For those of you who um, watch our social media feeds, he may well have a new office, but it's still got a big gorilla in it. <laughs> There's a huge gorilla. Um, he's He uh, is my spirit animal. And, okay, uh, <laughs> that I can vouch for. <laughs> And yeah, <laughs> he basically interprets my emotions. So if you look at our socials, you'll see exactly how I'm feeling right now and forevermore. Where is your new office? Well, it's basically an ante room off of the main office um, that I have now commandeered as my office. So I don't have to talk to anyone. Nice, nice. This is when the children were younger, their playroom, wasn't it? Basically, yes. This, this is, is where we shut children room, from uh, where memory. We shut the children in. Uh, now, apparently, at eleven and seven, that's frowned upon, locking them in small rooms. So, but apparently, it's quite okay to lock an auctioneer in a room. I say I've got a new office. I think what I should probably clarify is I've been asked to move out of the main office and into somewhere where they can close the doors behind me. Dear listener, Simon is bringing this up because uh, I have also, in the last six months, moved offices um, <laughs> in our building. And I have been moved from a front-facing office within eight feet of the front door to a rear office rear. in the building yep. uh, by the kitchen and the toilets. <laughs> I'm not sure what the rest of the business are telling me about me, but, you know, there you go. Well, I mean, at least... At least we have each other, Harry, because we're clearly on the same page here. I've literally got a set of double doors here that on occasion, allegedly because I'm too loud or whatever, um, one of the uh, team will come up and just close the doors and lock me in. We had a new starter who looked through the door and went, who are you? What do you do? <laughs> Dear. I do feel that our career Ooh. progression in the world of auctioneering may have taken a bit of a backward step. I, I don't do much was the answer to the question. Well, not much that's <laughs> going to involve you in your life, I'll assure you at that rate. <laughs> oh, God so, bless him. How's, how's your week, my friend? How, what's been happening up at the lively hub that is Windsor Auctions? Well, as you know, we are going in the world of auctions, going through a bit of a purple patch. Oh, um, yes. But let me talk to you about uh, the thing I want to talk to you about is Sotheby's excellent, excellent, excellent series of auctions surrounding uh, the late, great uh, Freddie Mercury, he of Queen fame. We have been teasing each other for years about the wall of shame in the ATG. The wall of shame. Now, I went to this exhibition a couple of weeks ago because Sotheby's did an amazing job. And you could walk around the exhibition. So they looked after all the Queen fans as well as people who wanted to buy things. Okay. There's a catalogue and I've I've bought that. And um, I, 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 that I imagine will be worth money if these prices are anything to go by. Uh, so saddle up uh, ATG because I think you're going to need a double issue. <laughs> I suspect, and it was an amazing, it is. And there's another one. I think at the time of recording, there's other auctions going on. Freddie Mercury's worn Adidas high top sneakers, 1980s. Estimate, right. uh, three to five thousand pounds. Okay, that's quite a lot of money for Adidas sneakers, but go on. Nah, War mate, that's worn not a lot of money. Worn by Freddie Mercury, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Lot sold for 63 and a half thousand pounds. Ah, okay. So at this point, Mr. Valuer is feeling <laughs> a little twitchy, uh, but there's more. 
Now, dear listener, we are not taking the mickey because we have all been there uh, and we have all seen this sort of thing happen. And hats off, I cannot praise the Sotheby's people enough. When I went round there, it was just unreal. There's a Freddie Mercury silk waistcoat featuring uh, portraits of Freddie's uh, cats, which were his beloved pets. Uh, the estimate was five to seven thousand, and that sold for. Come on, <laughs> play the game, Simon. Play oh, the oh, game. I'm sorry, I didn't realise we were playing the game. Sorry, mate. I'll, I'll get my act together. Uh, I'm thinking triple that. So what, nine thousand? Yeah, your maths is awful. Hundred and thirty-nine thousand seven hundred pounds for a. Oh my days! Yes, very, very important. And what was the estimate? Sorry, tell me again. The estimate was five to seven. My maths is not very good for three times. This is the best game ever. Go on then. So that was the on stage. Um, We've got at home. If my clients um, knew what I was up to, they would laugh. So there's a sale live at the moment, which is the at home uh, section. I will tell you that last night, his baby grand piano, uh, which was pride of place in um, in, in one of the rooms at Sotheby's there, that made 1.4 million. Wow. That, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can kind of see that, but wow, nonetheless. Yeah, made 1.4 million. Now, you can buy the contents of his house, which they're selling the contents, down to pots and pans almost, but there's some amazing really? Japanese lacquer stuff. So at the moment, you've got a case gra- gramophone by W.A. Weber, London, circa 1930. If you um, wanted to bid on that currently, estimate £4,600, current bid 8000 <laughs> um what i'm what what basically what we're saying is that freddie obviously had um a bigger he was made a massive massive impact on on the world um and his Mm. fans and i think what's sweet about this are hugely loyal and i think it has captured everybody's belief um uh, and it's just, do you know what? It's just made, it's just, it's just nuts. It is just nuts. Incredible, isn't it? It is incredible. But then he was an amazing trailblazer. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's, I mean, you know, like his gold discs, there was a whole wall in the, in Sotheby's with all the gold discs on. And there's one here, uh, which is for sheer heart attack, gold disc for that. Uh, estimate 1,500 to 2,500. And that, yes, they made 50,000 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, what I say, hats off to Sotheby's, uh, because they've done an amazing job, but it does make the rest of us who are much lower down the pecking order in the, uh, auction world, let's face it, um, out here in provincial land, it does make us all feel slightly better about ourselves. (laughs) We do, we do feel quite a lot better about our entries on the wall of shame. So yeah, we'll be, we will be quoting this again, I'm sure. (laughs) <laughs> without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. But what an amazing sale. Yeah, and, you know, one thing that was interesting is I watched the sale live last night because I'm an anorak, and um, it was it was very, very exciting. It was very oh, exciting. I, I am a Queen fan. I saw them at Wembley. I saw the uh, royal robes that he wore sell, and I'd be lying if I didn't have a sort of a reminiscent tear in my eye going, blimey <laughs> you know Incredible. it was such fun at the time and it was amazing but there you go i've waxed lyrical about sotheby's we've given them a massive shout out 
And uh, yeah, hats off. Uh, they do a good job in any case. But this particular sale or series of sales around Freddie Mercury has been amazing. So that's what I've been doing with my evenings uh, when I'm not uh, running around doing normal things. I have seen a number of houses with bits and pieces in them. What I would suggest is that the speed of people downsizing has in our area, and we cover Berkshire, Surrey, and all around there, don't, 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 um, mainly, although I, we travel everywhere, as Simon will tell you, he'll send me anywhere to get stuff. But um, I can't, I've, I, the whole country's downsizing. I mean, there must be big houses on the market. After, I know for check, because it's terrifying, but every single house I go to, oh, yeah, no, we're moving into something smaller. No, we're moving into something smaller. No, we've decided to downsize. Oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I don't understand what it's all about, but I'm guessing it's pressures of, finances and is it that people don't want to the space anymore i don't know i've no idea I, I, I no i don't really know it's but then everything's got more expensive hasn't it so the upkeep of these properties the heating of these properties the you know uh well you must know it your your staffing costs for your house for the the butler and the <laughs> kitchen maid <laughs> it's all gone up isn't it harry it's all gone up I'd, I'd very much like to point out to our dear listener and those people who know me well will know this is the case. There is no butler. Yeah, you say. <laughs> uh, there is no maid. There is no gardener. There is no cleaner. There is none of that. I only wish. <laughs> I only wish. I only wish. Because I am inherently lazy on that side of things. But yeah, so um, that's my biggest observation about the state of the market at the moment. Been talking to a lot of dealers who say things have been busy, solid, steady over August, which is nice. Um, nobody's complaining too much. So that's, you know, nobody's had an awful time of it. Uh, so that's good. But it's very steady, Eddie, if you know what I mean. So that's uh, a market reflection. Steady, Eddie. I'm sure that will appear in the Knight Frank Wealth Fund uh, report this month that <laughs> Harry thinks it's all a bit steady. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've got an auction coming up, as you know, at a rather irregular time because of the way school holidays have fallen. Is it in the evening? I'd love an evening auction. And e why? Yeah, because I'm much more alert. I'm much more alert. This early morning start, by the way, listener, we start at 10.30, so it's not exactly <laughs> earth shattering the early. Yeah, and crack a door for that, Harry. That's still crack to, a door, that, my goodness. That's still to cater to me. Um, yeah, I think I'd like an evening auction. Yeah. Yeah. So you're coming it. down. You're coming down this weekend on Sunday. Yeah. And you and I are on the rostrum. Um, yes. And we've got a change of format in that we have now, as Windsor trailblazed over the last four auctions, we've now introduced our a second online bidding platform, that being EasyLive.com which equally means that we are introducing Joanna, Joanna from the office, uh, to the rostrum. And she will be working the Easy Live platform. We have training tomorrow. At the time of recording, uh, the auction's in four days. So training yeah. tomorrow is making me feel training slightly tomorrow. sweaty. tomorrow, exactly. Um, <laughs> and you're not the only one feeling slightly sweaty because I have to say, when we discussed this with the team, and Joanna put her little paw in the air and said, oh, I'd like to do that. I'd like to do that. I'm feeling that the excitement has worn off a little bit. And now the, um, hmm, the impact of having to sit on the rostrum with us two idiots 
uh, and be part of the auctioneering scene is maybe starting to hit home. And she's maybe regretting that slightly <laughs> excitable pour in the air and the volunteering that she did. I can't help but feel that um, we will be better behaved with Joanna on the rostrum. Well, we're not better behaved with Sophie on the rostrum in Windsor. Yeah, so she, why would... she to, to be fair, after four or five goes, she gave up help. But uh, hope, <laughs> not help, hope. Um, but I think that Joanna is going to tell us off more. Joanna, what? so that our listener knows... Uh, has known Simon almost all his life, which is why that's I'm saying this, because she's not be frightened of telling us off. No, no, she's not. And she doesn't mind telling you off either. So No, 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 no. So, we're as ever between our wives, the people who work with us. We are completely interchangeable. We are one entity. And if one absolutely. of us does something wrong, the other one gets told off for it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this is very true. This is absolutely yeah. true. But I am, I am looking forward to the slight... The cha- slight change in dynamic on the rostrum of having Joanna up there as well, multiple different online platforms. Yeah, I think it's going to it's going to be exciting, Harry. It's going to be exciting. I love a bit of change. It's always good. I, I, I don't like change. Um, I disagree with oh, yeah, that. Sorry. No, no, no. I, <laughs> change is fine. Uh, no, this it, it it took me a little while to get used to is uh, it Windsor, but it does work, and people do like the two platform approach. Yeah. I, I will draw your attention to the fact that uh, one of us is a very large human being. That's me. Then there's you. You're not insubstantial in size. And then there is little Joanna. But we, you and I, fill the rostrum currently. So yeah. have we an extension put on for another person? Or are we all sitting quite close to one another to do No, no, no. Six it's forecast. hours of auction here. Um, closer on seven, based on the number of lots <laughs> we've got for our first one with Joanna on the rostrum. Also due to be 27, 28 degrees outside underneath our tin roof auction house with the three of us crammed on the rostrum for seven hours with a reasonable amount and just just a little soupçon of stress thrown in as well for the first auction with multiple platforms so i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be very exciting um the, there are two things that flash through my mind there one of which is it's going to be absolutely fine and will be absolutely certain and the worryingly the other thing that's gone through my mind is i'll have to get extra jelly babies because i don't like to share <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh God! Oh, no. Which really oh. says more about me than it does yeah. about anybody so that, else. Your biggest concern is not, you know, the crashing of the auction or the business or the anxiety. It's the fact that you might get less jelly babies, or that Joanna might like the green ones as much as you do and take them. Well, that's basically it. Yes, I'm not sure that I'm. I don't want to do sharing. I'm not. I'm not a sherry kind of person. Well, that's perfectly clear. Um. So on Monday as well, interestingly, we have, and as our dear listener knows, because we've spoken about it before and they've listened to all our podcasts. Hang on. If you want to laugh, dear listener, the uh, laptop that uh, is recording this nearly ran out of battery then, and then Simon would have yelled at me a lot. Definitely. I'm not doing it again. Sorry, carry on. You were saying, dear boy. (laughs) Um, So we got a lot of lots on Monday, and we also have... Quite a lot. And so, as our dear listener knows, um, we can see some stats as to how many people have registered for the sale, what sort of things they're looking at, what sort of things they're putting on their wish list to be reminded about that they might like to buy later. 
Now, interestingly, we got a we did a there was a big clearance, and we have a lot of comics, and we're talking the sort of 1960s, 1970s Marvel comics and the Fantastic nice. Four and this kind of stuff. I know nothing about these things. Fortunately, we now have a Mark, and a Mark does know about these things. So he spent a, a lot of hours sorting these things out into their correct genres, series, and all the rest of it. Um, and, I mean, we got a lot of these. So we're trialling 20, 30 lots, and then potentially if they do well, there'll be a time sale off the back of it. What I didn't realise, dear listener is that these comics can be a little bit raunchy. There are scantily clad ladies in these comics. I, I, I can add to this story in a minute. Carry on. <laughs> did, 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 did you know that? I've never read one in my life. But on the basis that we've got something like, I don't know, 500 of the things downstairs in the auction house, I thought, well, I ought to look. Th- I, I was a little shocked. I don't believe you were a little shocked. Um, I can add to the raunchy part of the week. Uh, we were recently, uh, this week, unpacking um, a box and there was a loud exclamation. We have uh, a young lady who works with us who had found Madonna's X book. The one with the metal covers. The, well, obviously, well, you obviously know it better than she did. She's quite young um, and obviously had no clue that Madonna had posed <laughs> for this. Very naughty. And, and opened this book. Now, interestingly, the prices have crashed. You can get this book now for 30, 40 pounds. You used to have to pay 500 pounds to get it. Mm, yeah. But it's about 30 to 40. But yeah, interesting. But yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, this particular client had a penchant uh, for erotica. So there was quite a lot of it. So um, what happened was there was a gentle, I think you can do these four boxes. <laughs> <laughs> to young Will, you take care of these, and I'll do. Is that sound? That feels like ceramics in these boxes. I'll deal with that. <laughs> Can I tell you, Harry, um, and pre-warn you of my two favourite lots for Monday's auction? Yeah. That I'm looking forward to. Now you know I like a bit of silver, a bit of hallmark silver, particularly. Yes. Well, we both do. We both love a bit of silver. Love the history of it. Um, particularly love Victorian silver. I have got two silver. Uh, Victorian trophies that we will, you and I, and now Joanna, will be selling on Monday. Love these. Uh, the first one has an engraving, and it's um, it's the Pig Husbandry Challenge Cup. I'm in. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the Pig Husbandry Challenge Cup, and there's a oh few names life. of winners on there, and all the rest. I mean, what's the Xbox got? Why Why are we not? Go- Let's go back to the heady days of pig husbandry. Is that, have you, is the pig the husband? Or no, the, isn't it looking after pigs? But don't you have to have a white board and a little floppy stick to move the pigs around? I've watched a show what? where you, that's how you, what? that's how you shepherd pigs. Why I'm doing the hand actions on a podcast. On a podcast, <laughs> I really don't know. But yeah, I think Pig Husbandry it, yeah. Challenge Cup. And weirdly, on the same docket, as they say, on, at the same auction, I love this. We've got another trophy. Um, and this is the 1898 Christmas Show Best Beast. I think one of us could win that. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to win best beast. Why slightly, not? You could win best. I'm going beast. to get. I'm going to get slightly slow and lethargic and won't get his head out the trough. Beast at the back. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be on show. I don't think so. 
It's an old war. I think if we'd have gone back to 1898, you would have been right in the running oh, for the God. Christmas show best feast. <laughs> simpler times, Harry, simpler times. Now you've got to log on. You've got to remember a password. You've got to download an app. I don't know what's going on with the world. When you could just win Best Beast for the Christmas show or the Pig Husbandry Challenge Cup, no passwords required. Simpler times, Harry. We should go back to them. Yeah, I'm all for that. I'm all for simpler times. Um, I'm loving that. Yeah, so um, Silver Cups. I've got a few Silver Cups, but they're all Greyhound related in our sale at the end of September. So I've oh, got somebody, uh, a chap was, select, uh, was a collector of Greyhound racing memorabilia. Uh, if you watch this wow. uh, a clip from David, you'll see me concentrating to remember all those words. And so we've got uh, a number <laughs> of a number of cups uh, from that. What we do have is a collection of 40 of the most amazing writing boxes, document boxes, jewellery boxes, um, and that sort of stuff coming up for sale. That's consumed a lot of my time doing the research on makers. Did you just bring up your fantastic collection of Victorian writing boxes just to wind me up since you know that I've had to withdraw a lot from our sale today. Is that why? Well, that's cruel on a podcast, dear listener. Hang on. I'm cross. (laughs) Hang on. I have similarly, following on from my conversation with you, had to withdraw one of my boxes (laughs) because I was giving you advice and then I went, hold on a minute, I've done done that to myself. Hold on. Right. So... um, Let's let's bring the the magnificent Mr. Baggett back into the fray. I'm sure he continues to listen to our podcast since he starred in two of them. Only when he can't sleep. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's very honest, is Michael. We're better than a sleep story, apparently. <laughs> so I'm talking directly to Michael now. Michael, very, very cross. And I know the beauty of this is that you'll be cross on my behalf as well. Uh, we, for this sale, had a magnificent... Uh, traveling ladies companion box um, from India, heavily carved temple scenes, absolutely magnificent piece with lion paw feet, open up the lid and you've got a layer that is all for um, sewing equipment. Um, You lift that layer out and then you've got a silk or sorry, velvet lined jewellery section. The central section would have held a ladies fob watch. This thing is just sublime, beautiful. Now, the layer on the top, Michael, has got little cutouts for inserts. There's a little tiny thimble, um, carved thimble. It's ivory. There is a little inkwell that's ivory. Um, and we appreciate all of the issues around ivory. But this is turn of the century stuff. This is late 1800s, um, early 1900s, possibly, but certainly way back when. Now, I saw this, uh, I was offered this uh, box for auction. And I said, you know what? It's definitely ivory, which is obviously not a good thing. But I think the de minimis clause, in other words, less than 10% of the overall item is ivory. We can get a certificate 
and we can put it forward and somebody will absolutely worship and adore this box. And actually, Mark did a great job because all the little bits of ivory were all scattered all over the place. He managed to marry them all up. and we. Oh, found God, now I feel we, really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he spent quite a long time marrying up. There was even a little um, ivory tape winder that would had that had a little tiny tape measure and you wound it the, the detail the intricacy just a magnificent talking piece and a magnificent thing what were we told michael because the ivory could be lifted out of the box and put to one side that therefore becomes a separate item and that item doesn't fit the de minimis uh code and therefore it would be uh it had a silver silver tops to them but therefore that individual item once removed from the box proper so this thing can't be sold this thing cannot be sold in its entirety definitely can't be can it it's done. Well, and and so the only way we can do it now is to destroy the ivory making the whole purpose of the object redundant and making the object itself look broken and worthless so you can't win either way and why you would ever sell take the pots and sell them separately or look to have them separately they clearly have been made specifically to fit in this i'm ranting now aren't i harry i'm ranting you are ranting doing. um it is difficult but do you want to do you want to when you pop up we'll, we'll go through our boxes we've had to remove page turners letter openers and all that sort of stuff clients instructors take them all out and therefore, that's rendering the boxes uh, saleable. Um, but they have asked us to take it all out. No, what happened today was we had a fantastic Islamic box. Right. And we have now got to get it tested because we think it is all ivory. And this is beautiful. Cost thousands and thousands of pounds originally. The whole thing's ivory. No, it's got ivory. Ivory? Ivory marketry. That's the word marketry. I was Oh, right. Wow. And okay. obviously, it's very difficult to quantify which bits are bone, which bits are ivory, what's what, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So rather than uh, run the risk of um, causing problems... We've had to take it out, but I I could cry. It's, this thing's absolutely beautiful. And I'm not, before anybody emails in, and people always do, we're not advocating the ivory trade. What we're talking about is antiques. Go back, listen to previous episodes, particularly the interview with Michael Baggett, where we let him have talk about uh, the Antiques Rescue Centre, and off we go. We seem to be talking about it a lot. We do. Um, let's, go, let's go back to animals. Guess what I found today? And guess what's going to be in, not this sale, but our next sale? You won't guess. Oh, okay. So why did you ask me to? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a ridiculous question, isn't it? Guess. It could be absolutely anything, Simon. Anything in the entire world. We could be here. I mean, this podcast could be three months long by the time you guess what I found today. So I'll tell you, Harry. Okay. I went to a little bungalow four streets over from our auction house down here in Devon. Met a lovely lady and she said, I need help. I've moved from a big house into a little bungalow and I'm in all sorts of trouble. I said, well, you are because I can't get in through the front door. <laughs> By the way, she greeted me at the door with a knife. She, she literally opened the door. I promise you, no word of lie. And she was holding a knife. And I said, uh, Mrs. And she said, yes, you must be Simon. I went, yes, could you put the knife down? She went, oh, I'm so sorry. I was, I've just moved here and I was opening some packaging to show you what I'd like you to say. I said, you're still brandishing the knife. You're still waving it around. Is there any chance you can make me feel a little more comfortable before I cross the threshold by putting the knife 
she was a lovely lady, not really threatening at all. Anyway, lots of things, dare I say, not easy to sell, dark wood furniture and all the rest of it. And then she said, but I, I need, I, they, they've just got to go, they've got to go. And could you look in the garage as well? Yeah, it's absolutely full to the rest. I said, hang on, what on earth is that? And she said, that's Simi. I beg your pardon? Simi is a life-size Frisian fiberglass cow. I want it. What? Was it, in the, it was in the house. It's in the garage. In oh, the, in the garage. garage. <laughs> Living room or something. Loaded, lo loaded over. It's a life-size fiberglass Frisian cow. And it's not a Frisian cow. It's been painted. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a life-size cow, Harry. I, I want that. I want it. No, you're not having it. I'm having it. Um, I want that in my life. No, that I, I want in my I garden. I want that with a big plaque round his neck going Lime Bay Auctions, and I'm going to put it on the roof. Oh, good idea. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's great. So today I found a life-size fibreglass cow. Quite frankly, the highlight of my week. Good week then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't go buying yourself a yacht or booking a holiday. <laughs> you might be going through a purple patch. What's the opposite of purple? <laughs> You're having a purple patch. You've had more. F well, you've had nearly as much fun as I have unpacking boxes today. No, I um, I I've had a week of education. That's what a big clearance is all about, isn't it? We will talk about this in a later episode when uh, the sale has happened. Uh, but we have we are de currently dealing with a very large and very interesting collection uh, from one property, and it's. Um, it's using a lot of all our time, but we are being, it's not podcast material just yet. Um, no, we've, but, we're alluding it. We're alluding it to it on, on occasion, but yeah, not often. Go on. But uh, as a bit of a cliffhanger, which I really, I, I think is why Coronation Street kept going for so long, leaving with a cliffhanger. I'm not suggesting that we're like Coronation. Well, I don't know. But yeah, it worth listening into because Harry's team up there have been working exceptionally hard and finding some magnificent items which we will be able to talk about in the near future and yeah very very exciting news indeed do follow our uh, socials uh, by the way because um as somebody pointed out i do have a habit of poking fun at simon a little bit um and do check out our uh, socials from our last interview uh, with joe uh, roberts uh, he doesn't know this yet so i will spring this on him now that um, we've been teasing him about uh, uh, for a year, for years, several years now. We've what we're a year and a half into the pod. Uh, Simon did some auditions uh, with a TV company, um, and we've had several comments because he doesn't read below the line or probably check out our socials at all, saying it is about time that that TV company uh, gives him um, a show or includes him. Weirdly. Uh, I got a message saying, and it won't include you because you keep teasing him about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's why I love my sister. Yeah. And I said, I'm getting, it wasn't your sister, actually. It was somebody actually who's <laughs> in the trade. Weirdly, your sister is very quick to comment about me picking on you. But, um, yeah, some of your friends just send me laughing emojis. Uh, yes, however, yes, however, however, it wasn't your sister in this case. No, it was a dealer uh, from Islington. Who I love dearly. Who, no, not the one you think. Another one, a friend of the one you think, and um, we can't name him. Um, who's who's been on the telly and went? Simon would be brilliant at that. Why didn't you let him do it? He said it's not really your thing, Harry. A bit, you're a bit. I went. If you say big, he went. I'm just going to use fat. I went right, right. Let me call over. <laughs> oh, 
That's not very nice. It was so funny. I was like, yeah, all right. He said, well, it's the camera. I was like, sod the camera. (laughs) (laughs) I think the production team are going to get you on there. Don't you worry. We're starting a campaign. I think you would still win Christmas show Best Beast. That's that's all I've got to say. Uh, All on that high note, everybody. We've had a a ramble. We have got um, a couple of interviews coming up uh, once... Uh, we go off air. We're going to uh, nail uh, uh, Simon's feet to the floor until he gives us some times for interviews. Um, and we will be back. In the meantime, he has forgotten what the link is. So poor old producer Dave is going to have to chop this in. What is the discount code for our subscription to the Antiques Trade Gazette, Simon? Uh, I've got nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. Uh, David, if you could clip that in from a previous time, that'd be absolutely lovely. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Truly professional to the very end. Well done. Just go to antiquestradegazette.com forward slash gavel or check out that link in our description. Um, And if you could like and subscribe. The reason why liking and subscribing helps is it because of the algorithms that promote podcasts and promote things in the in this sphere um the more people who like and subscribe and give us a review it does push us out to a broader audience we're not worried about necessarily about we're not worried about chart positions but we would like more people to uh get to hear us and get involved and learn all about the fun things that go on in the antiques and auction world brilliant well listen harry i look forward to seeing you on monday for our big yeah. sale down here at lime and um and for us to get a bit of a shoeing from joanna looking forward to that mate see you monday take care buddy cheers pal.